Hi there, this is Ella Starr with your Key Races and Bets podcast for Saturday, October 14, 2023. This Key Races and Bets podcast is brought to you by Amwager.com. A-M-W-A-G-E-R. Amwager.com is a great legal online wagering website. Amwager.com has some great betting tools and perks and is legal for residents of most states and covers tracks, most tracks in North America as well as many in the rest of the world. Check it out. Amwager.com. While you're there, if you want, you can get the written version of this podcast, the Key Races and Bets blog, totally free by clicking on How to Bet and Ella Star's blog. We're going to start on Saturday, October 14th with the Sands Point Sticks. And this is race two at Belmont at the Big A Aqueduct with a post of 108. The reason it's early is because it's supposed to rain late in the day, so they moved the turf stakes races early on the card. And this is race two, the Sands Point, at 108 Eastern. So don't miss it on Saturday the 14th. The top win contenders are Eternal Hope and Nisim Re. Another win contender is Root Cause. And the horses we can use in second on exacta tickets are Highland Grace and Alpha Bella. Eternal Hope brought a two-for-five record with a pair of thirds into her U.S. debut four weeks ago in the Jockey Club Invitational run at the longer distance of a mile and three-eighths. After being as far back as 23 lengths behind a faster-than-average pace but not sizzling, Eternal Hope commenced an impressive rally to get to two lengths of the lead with an eighth to go before prevailing by a neck. That effort earned a 97 Echo Bay Speed figure, which is the second-best last race figure in the field and the best recent figure in the field. Likely to run even better in her second local start, Eternal Hope looks highly likely to add to trainer Charlie Appleby's amazing record in greater stakes in North America over the last four years, which stands at 20 wins and 10 seconds and six-thirds in 48 races. With jockey Jamie Spencer in from Europe and back in the saddle as he was the win last month, Eternal Hope looks tough to beat. But that being said, considering Nisi Marie got within ahead of Eternal Hope in that race, Nisi Marie must be considered, especially as she opens at four times the odds, 8-1 to one versus 2-1. to one. Nisi Marie has won three of five career on the grass, missed by a neck in the other, and finished off the board in one more. The poor effort came on a soft course, so we could ignore it. She's improved from an 85 Echo Base figure three back to 93 to the same 97 Eternal Hope earned because she was in the same photo, and her pattern suggests Nisi Marie should even run better today. In the Oaks Invitational, she was fifth, 21 blanks back after half mile, whereas Eternal Hope was 7.23 back, so she was outfinished a bit by the winner. Nevertheless, Nisi Marie has a lot of talent and is definitely a contender to win the Sands Point. Root Cause may be just a step behind the top two in terms of the quality of races she's run and in her figures, but as a highly lightly raced three-year-old, she could improve markedly enough to leapfrog over the top two and post the upset. Root Cause has run only one poor race in five starts, went eighth in May. She finished second in her debut last summer, then returned to the races seven months later in June, following um, seven months later with a strong win at this nine-for-long turf trip. Then came the poor effort, but she improved to an 83 figure in June following two and a half months off, ran big when rallying from eighth to second beaten ahead in the Virginia Oaks. Last time out, that effort earned a 92 figure, and so in her second start off the layoff, even better as possible. She opens a 10 to 1, which may be too high to pass up. For the Sands Point Stakes, race 2 at Belmont of the Big A, post 108 Eastern on Saturday the 14th. 
So both Eternal Hope and Nisa Marie can be considered for win bets of two to one or higher, but I expect Eternal Hope to be below that threshold, so we'll use her on exacta tickets. In that case, we should look at Nisi Marie at two to one or more and Root Cause at four to one or more, and there's nothing wrong with betting both to win. And this is a great race if you do to take advantage of the mathematical edge provided by a dutching tool, which can prorate your wagers for the best value. And there's a free dutching tool at Amwager that I use all the time where you can set you might want to win and all the Math is done for you to help you get an edge. And this is just one of many great tools and perks available at Amwager.com. For the Xactas, I want to play two Xactas. The first is going to be a box of Eternal Hope, Nisi Marie, and Root Cause. The second is going to be Eternal Hope, Nisi Marie, and Root Cause over Eternal Hope, Nisi Marie, and Root Cause. And adding Highland Grace and Alpha Bella. So that's uh, both Xactas. The first is a box. And the second is three horses to come in first over five to possibly come in second. If any of the two of the three, Eternal Hope, Nisi Marie, and Root Cause, come first and second, we win both bets. Moving on to Keeneland for a couple great races with stakes quality purses, but not stakes on the card. Race 7 at Keeneland on Saturday the 14th has a post of 412 Eastern. The top wicket contenders in the race are Kitten Mischief, 911 Turbo, and Foreign Relations. And the contenders for exacted tickets are Altazor, Sharar, Montauk Point, Quadro Island, and Microphone. The reason there's so many here is this is a 12-horse field going 12 furlongs on the grass, and there's lots of prices and not a heavy favorite. Kitten Mischief is one of only two in the field who has won at the mile-and-a-half turf trip, and that could be a very strong factor. He earned that win at the one lower non-winners of one other than maiden level in January with a strong off-the-pace effort after racing about two lengths behind the real leader. Nearly four months later, Kitten's Mischief ran an identical race to this one here at Keeneland, and was well regarded at 7-2, finishing 4th of 9. He had also run well at Keeneland Turf Course last fall, when 3rd. After that race in April, Keeneland, Kitten's mischief moved to dirt for a stakes race at a mile and a half and was 4th. Then he cut back to 9 furlongs for his most recent race, didn't do much, ending up 5th. But with this race being a return to 12 furlongs, and the distance, which was the distance of his win, and with his fourth place effort at this class level in Spring Kingdom, a decent effort. Plus the jockey change to Florent Giroux for trainer Jonathan Thomas, who wins a really nice 25% of the time in all kinds of races this year. Kitten Mischief gets slight preference as he may go to post at high odds. Now 911 Turbo is likely to be the public favorite because his most recent race was against tougher horses in the Grade 2 Delmar Handicap, where he led in the stretch and finished second of 11. That was at the distance of mile and three-eighths slightly shorter than this mile and a half distance. He won at the mile and three-eighths distance prior to that as well for his fourth straight win, and he missed by a neck in his only previous race at Keeneland back in the spring of 2021. So although 911 Turbo has run against Tougher and is in top form, his overall record is four wins, six seconds, and three-thirds. Great for exactness. Maybe not great to bet at low odds for a win bet. But certainly, he could be in the money and definitely has to be used on exacta tickets and doubles. Foreign Relations has also entered in Friday's stakes race to Sycamore at this 12 furlong trip, but I believe his trainer will opt for this easier spot. He won here at Keeneland in the spring at the distance, at this mile and a half distance at the one lower allowance level, non winners of one other than, but he was disqualified and placed last. He proved that was no fluke by winning the Louisville Stakes, grade 3, at 12 furlongs the following month at Churchill Downs, but he's winless in three races since then. 
The last two of those were in significantly higher class levels as both were graded stakes. So the change in class to allowance and return to Attrackies won well over to bode well for a return to good form. So in the seventh race at Keeneland, post of 412 Eastern on Saturday the 14th, we should consider win bets on Kitten Mischief, 911 Turbo, and Form Relations at 3 to 1 or more. Now, it's unlikely 911 Turbo is going to make those odds, so you have the other two. And that case, in that case, it's going to be a great race to use something like a dutching tool, free at Amwager, to prorate your wagers for a nice edge. For the exactors, we're going to play two exactors. The first is going to be a box of Kitten Mischief, 911 Turbo, and Form Relations. And the second is going to be Kitten Mischief, 911 Turbo, and Form Relations over those same three, Kitten Mischief, 911 Turbo, and Form Relations. And we're going to add Altazor, Sharar, Montauk Point, Quadro Island, and Microphone. Because as I said earlier, in this 12-horse field, with 911 Turbo not really a standout, the return is probably worth the risk. And then we'll play some doubles. So for Race 7 at Keeneland, we're going to play Kitten Mischief, 911 Turbo, and Form Relations. In Race 8, Rare Verify and Pumpkin Scone. The second ticket is going to be Kitten Mischief, 911 Turbo, and Form Relation in Race 7. And in Race 8, we're going to use a few more horses. We're going to use Verify, Pumpkin Scone, A Seed, Dear Lady, and Zeitlos. Moving on to Race 8 at Keeneland with a post of 444 Eastern on Saturday the 14th. The top win contenders are Rarify and Pumpkin Scone. The other contenders are A Seed, Dear Lady, and Zeitlos. And again, this is a stakes quality allowance race with a big purse. Rarify debuted back in July 2022, finished second in a highly rated race, with both the winner and third horses having had some big efforts in top companies since then, one of them is a stakes winner. Rarify came back a month later and finished second again. Both those races were at Saratoga. Then after two months off, about 51 weeks ago, she ran at Keeneland and won handily by four lengths. Blinkers came off for that race and Rosario went on, and one or both of those were the reasons that got her to run so big. Rarify's been off since that race, but she's been steady trading for Wesley Ward, who's based at Keeneland. And with Rosario riding, I think she's got a big chance to run very well. She's eligible to get Lasix for the first time because she's making her three-year-old debut even in the fall, and that might move her up as well, or at least equalize her since every other horse in the race is racing on Lasix. Trainer Ward is exceptional at bringing horses back from six months or more, winning about one-third of the time over many years, and she gets a good outside post to complement her stalking style. And there are up to six horses in this race that appear to be only need-to-lead types and will set up <coughs> her late kick very nicely. Also helped by the pace should be Pumpkin Scone, who rallied from third in her debut to make the lead and just got tired late, holding second gamely by a head. The horse just behind her improved a bit more than she did when winning and beating her on July 1 with Pumpkin Scone second. Then came a breakout race from Pumpkin Scone on August 18th where she was ridden out to a seven-length win. The difference may have been the jockey change to Corrales, who, although not riding as much for the Brad Cox barn as the number one jockey, Florent Giroux, still does very well. Cox and Corrales have won 40% of the races they've combined in the last two years, and Cox wins 30% back-to-back, so... Pumpkin Scone definitely has to be considered here. As to the other three, they have a little less chance, but still are worth considering. Seed won her debut in March at six furlongs and has only raced in stakes since, so the drop to allowance should help her, especially with Irad Ortiz getting back on. He was up for the win and not in the races since. Also a contender is Dear Lady, who won last December at six furlongs in her second career start when rallying from third, so she can come from off the pace in this heavy, early-pace-laden field. She didn't run well in two races since returning from a layoff in July, but gets a good pace scenario. 
and Zeitlos rallied from 8th of 11 to get the lead in the stretch last month on turf at this distance and settling for 2nd, and she won a dirt sprint 2 before that, so she rounds out the contenders. In the 8th race at Keeneland, post 4.44 Eastern, Saturday the 14th, I like Rarify and Pumpkin Scone at 2-1 to one or better. I'll definitely bet them both to win if we get those odds. And we're going to play two exactos. The first is Rarify and Pumpkin Scone over Rarify, Pumpkin Scone, Seed, Dear Lady, and Zeitlos. And the second is Turning It Around, which is Rarify, Pumpkin Scone, Seed, Dear Lady, and Zeitlos over Rarify and Pumpkin Scone. This way, if Rarify and Pumpkin Scone run first and second, we win both bets. I want to thank you very much for listening to this week's Key Races and Bets podcast. You can get the written version of this, the Key Races and Bets blog, totally free at amwager.com. Click on How to Bet and All Stars blog. While you're there, if you're not a member, look around. You'll be happy you did. Thanks so much again, and we'll talk to you next week.